Hey everybody, welcome to What's Happening Live. I'm Steve Parker and our co-host is like Mad Dog Maddie. And today we have is like a special guest in here, Sophia Dallas. So kind of welcome to the show and um, thank you for joining us. And I'm gonna thank turn you for having so, me. Um, so I know next to nothing about you. I'm just going to jump into the show. I know next for to nothing. For once, I know more about that, our guests than you do. I do. I, it's, it's, it's very <laughs> rare when that happens. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So my name, um, my full name is Sophia Dallas, but everybody calls me either Miss Dallas or Dallas. Can I call you Miss D? Yes, okay. that is even better. Oh, Miss D. Yes. <laughs> Miss D in the house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, I'm turning 53 this year. Happy of happy, that. Happy birthday. When, yes. When's your birthday? December 26th. That's my birthday. You're, You're lying. I am a Christmas baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was like the same <laughs> day? I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, my, my birthday's in August. You know what's okay. funny? I knew he was lying because the first time I told him my birthday, he did the same thing. Same thing? Oh, my goodness. So my you're right around the, the corner. Same as, mine is mm-hmm. on in August. Wait, okay. August what? Sixth. My mom's wow. the ninth. So, me, so that's why we need your mom on here rather than you. You're fired. Bring your mom. She won't do it. She won't do it. I'll talk her into it. All right, so you were saying, yeah, it's like before I rudely interrupted you and started just talking about whatever. So I'm a mother of two girls, and I am a grandmother of four. Are which, they all girls? No. The oldest is a girl. The last three are boys. How, so how old are your daughters? So my daughter, my oldest daughter is 33, 34. Okay, this is her so, birthday month. Okay. So she's a Leo. I don't understand people, they have a whole month. I mean, I have a day if I'm lucky. It's a month. And I'm personally too tired. So (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm old. It's like, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, it's my birthday. Give me some milk and cookies. Definitely. And um, so, you know, my youngest daughter, she's turning 32. So they're, they're, they're like, so my oldest is turning thirty six. I have to remember they're like four years apart. They're gonna listen to this. And they're gonna be like, you don't. They'll even be know okay. Our day. They don't get a gift anyway, so well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no gift. No, because they had kids. So so you I'm know. just gonna take out microphone. And talk. I mean, talk. I could still. Yeah. Hear. Once you have kids, what do you need to uh, keep giving the big ones? Why? It's like because they're your children. They lost out. I t- they lost, uh, they lost so out. So you still spoil Wait. your grandkids, right? Oh, definitely. So what, what is the cutoff age? I was just going to say, what what's the, the cutoff, cutoff age? That you just say, you know what? I'm tired of giving you stuff. It's like, well, you know, I'm not a spoiler 30. for my kids. Yeah. Uh, long as well before they had kids, um, they would always get a birthday gift. Definitely. Okay. Well, it's okay. Like, so what kind um, of gift? Um, it would be something Not that's like benef- socks or something. No, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> it would be something that's beneficial for them. So if they are, you know, needing their title for their, you know, tag paid, yeah, I'm gonna oh, pay that. So, well, that's that an like, amazing so gift. This is, is legitimate gift. I think when you, you want to give me a legitimate, it's like my car taxes are due. It's like I have to redeem my taxes. It's not your up. birthday month, Steve. Not yet, Steve. You know. So I kind of like to give good gifts that are gonna have merit. They're gonna that mean is such something a good gift. because, um, you know, listen. My aunt used to probably till I turned fifty. Every year of my adult life, when I was since driving, my aunt would always pay my tag and title. That's a pretty so, legit gift. I never I mean, thought about that. You know, why, why give someone uh, a, a box of socks? Guess what? They already have socks. Yeah. So give them something that can alleviate a little stress, maybe. That's, you know what they call that? Alcohol. What? 
Give them alcohol. So nah. That, that really stresses Because like, then if they get the DUI, then I'm feeling guilty. I got to bond them out. Oh, man. Well, she that, really the, thinks about it. I know. You she know. gave a lot of thought. Cause I'm thinking, I can't I'm bond them out. <laughs> I can't funny, pay for a class and license. A lot of my no. friends, they give me alcohol for Christmas and my birthdays. And then when we have barbecues, they bring alcohol. So I'm like, so you're stocked up. I'm stocked up. So I know where to come the next holiday. Hey, it was like, we had moonshine. <laughs> for sure. It was like, we have a lot of fireball. Right. So that's my, you know, more or less my personal life as far as my kids and my family. Um, you know, I'm a military disabled veteran. Thank you for your and service. Thank what branch you. were you in? Army. Okay. Our guest last night is like uh, Andra Grabowski. It's okay. Like I can say her name. Good. It's like I've been practicing her name. Um, yeah. So she's. Yes. And I tell people, you know, people tell me that, but I turn around and tell them, thank you for your service. Yeah. Because we all do a service. It's just that. And, you know, it used to be that we give the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But guess what? When we're out there in the community and we're servicing people, we're giving the ultimate sacrifice because this world is crazy. Yeah. So, so we that, don't know. That kind of leads yeah. into what you do. So what do you do for a living? What's so your, what's what I do for a living is I run a 5013C called Sisters Supporting Sisters. It's a breast okay. cancer advocacy organization. I started it. Um, it officially became a you know, government official in tw December 2021. And one of the reasons I started the organization, me, I am a breast cancer survival. Okay. Um, I have triple negative breast cancer which is an aggressive form of cancer um, compared to many others because um, I don't, cancer feeds off hormones yeah. and I don't have any. Okay. So that's why they call it triple negative um, because of the three hormones missing. And I would go to infusion and see my oncologist and see women in the lobby that looked like the Grim Reaper was standing over them. No. They had no one sitting with them, no one to hold their hand, no oh. one to side talk them to make them giggle. And I said, you know what? I never asked God why. Well, I was raised Kojic Pentecostal. So if you know about that, you're never going to ask God why, okay. you know? So I said, there has to be a purpose. What is the purpose? So when I finished treatment, I said, you know what? I have to help other women. Did you ring the bell? Yes, I, I bet, rang the bell. I know you cried. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I. I went through two infusion centers. I started at Halifax. I left Halifax, and I went to MD Anderson in Jacksonville. Beautiful facility. Great. Uh, it's an eye-opener. Um, and I went there, and I rung the bell, and I was by myself. That was not the best uh, experience in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, when you go through cancer and you get to that end of that journey, you need everybody. Everybody support you. Everybody yeah. Yeah. support you. Break, break you. That bell, like, like, you like need the, so you need the, the, the big caravan van yeah. pulling up. And I, unfortunately my, my, my main caretaker, she was at work, you know, and she works for DCF, so she couldn't come, you know? Um, but I, I, I suffered, I traveled through and I, I rung that bell and let me tell you, those nurses were there as if they've been there since day one. And, awesome. and I appreciated that. And it is a good feeling. I watch the video every now and then. It is sentimental. But I said, you know what? Some people didn't get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I got there. I created the organization. So what I do locally, I've had a total of five clients okay. over the last year, um, last year and, and now. And what I do, I go to appointments with women. I go to surgery procedures and sit in the lobby with them. Um, I talk to them in the wee hours of the night. I go to their appointments, their infusion, whatever they need mentally. Uh, I'm there to advocate with them. And not just to constantly go to a doctor's appointments, because I let them know eventually I'm not going to be going to every appointment. Yeah. 
because I need you to learn how to so advocate. Are these some of the people that is, that you have clients? Um, are they people that you met in the surgery center? No, um, actually, out of all my clients, I've never met any of them through cancer. This okay. was after my cancer. Okay. So we never interacted. We never had the same doctors, the same facility at all. Only one of my clients I actually worked with in the past, and she called me when she first found out. So she knew my experience, and she wanted to relate, you know. Okay. And so that's what, what I can do. I can relate. I can tell yeah, you how absolutely. it feels. Absolutely. I'm sure they appreciate that, too. And they tell I'm me sure that. they feel like they're alone in this. Uh, you do. Yeah. I don't even care if you have me. You still are going to have those moments. I'm going to change your microphone right there where you can put the oh. thing right there. <laughs> so I have a habit of playing with other people's microphones. It's so okay. I'm like, yeah. So I do that, and with these women, um, I just help them become ever better advocators of their own health care. And do they, the women that you, who are your clients, do they go on to advocate was like and do the same thing that you do for other people? They have not actively done it like I do, but they have come across other women who, who they know personally in their own personal lives, and they're better able to speak to those women. Um, so on a personal level, yes, they do do that because um, they feel like, you know, I'm, I can help someone. Yeah. You know, so when you, when you so you say you have five clients, is are you part of a group of like of women who actually is like you guys get together, you celebrate your recovery, anything like that? So what it one thing about breast cancer and women, they're very private about it. They don't like to share. And men could get breast cancer too. Oh yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, and that usually when men do, it, it it's metastasized. Yeah, because. They say, oh, I just got a little flubby flub, you know, a little more beer, you know, I'm getting older. (laughs) No, if that thing still hurts and it doesn't feel right, look right, you need to go get it checked out. out. Mm -hmm. And I tell men all the time when we're out um, outreaching, I do um, have a breast cancer navigator from Advent Health, Natalie Fiesel, who outreaches with me in the community when we have the opportunity. And we tell men, "Uh, check your breast too. Take a card. Don't. Just think it's for the women. Check your breasts. I would breast. do it on on camera, but it would look weird, like I was filling myself yeah. off. So I don't know. Save it. After, save it for tonight. You know, okay. So what, what what's going on tonight that I need to save it for? Whatever you're doing. I'm like, is there something I don't know about? But you know what's so funny though? You know who catches cancer the most and is their partner. Yeah. The men catch it more. You know, with the women, well, of course. I wonder you know, why. I wonder why. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> juggle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, at the same time, it could be, you know, your your mate, your partner who's very attentive to you. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't look right, no. you know. So I mean, I know you were telling me right before this started on how, you know, you felt something and you were like, that's, like, that's, you know, that's not right. Something didn't feel about, right about that. And uh, that's what made you go check. To make right. sure. So I, like I was telling Maddie, I had that uh, screening mammogram September 22nd. I clearly forgot about like getting your results because I had a doctor at the VA that was really good about that. Um, so, you know, experience, you've dealt with a lot of veterans. They don't tell you when you change doctors, change yeah. teams, you know. And then all of a sudden my grandson bumped me at the end of October. Um, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. But my partner of 11 years had passed in August, so my mindset wasn't even on me. You know, I'm still trying to process things, get these kids to process, you know. And so I I said, let me call my doctor. I said, matter of fact, I didn't get that good letter from the VA saying everything's good. 
And so eventually I got the results. Uh, they weren't good, of course. Um, and what just made me, I think I told Maddie, was a little bit upset when I found out it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, wow. It was the last week of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It was almost 30 days. Uh, it was over 30 days when I found out. But what happened, I did get the result. They were faxed to my doctor on the 19th. That must have hit you like a ton of bricks. A uh, ton of bricks and anger. Yeah. Because it's a state law that you have to have those results within 30 days. So they did meet the mark by sending it three days prior to the 30 days, faxing it over. But the thing about it, my new doctor was on vacation. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. So, so now all of a sudden you get this letter and you're thinking, what, what's my next step? What and it's been so long. Yes, and it's been so long because every 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 day you can get on top of it and early detection is better. You're thinking yeah. about if I was there September 22nd and that radiologist said you can't go anywhere, I would have been proactive at least 30 no. days in. No. You know, it was the size, you know, you look at the x-ray, it was about the size of a quarter, so you couldn't miss it. Okay. It wasn't a mistake, you know. And so, then how big was it when they... Yeah, when you when found I, out about it. When I found out about it, it what well, it had well when it when it was in me, it was two and almost two and a half centimeters. Okay. By the time I found out about it and had the biopsy done, I was close to three centimeters. Mm -hmm. By the time I got it removed, it was about three point eight. Oh wow! So it was pretty aggressive. It was pretty aggressive because triple negative is aggressive. Um, I told Maddie, it's like how a nurse explained it to me. It's like a seed. You plant it. Um, you give it nourishment. Um, the seed grows and blooms. Triple negative doesn't need any nourishment. Oh, wow. Throw it on the concrete ground, it's going to grow just as well. But like I said, so what I did is just the military, I think, well, I know. My faith in God and the military saved my life. Okay. Um, because I really, if I didn't have grandkids, I would have probably had the double mastectomy like I did. And, it's like, and I know it's like from, I'm, I'm a male, obviously, I don't know everything about it, but I do know from the people who have the double mastectomy, when they get the expanders in, that's a whole new experience. Well, that's, well, listen, I didn't do artificial um, enhancement. No. I didn't get implants. I did a procedure called deep flap. I know this. So, um, you know, I chose that route because the expanders have so many side effects. A lot of people can't get through the filling, the infections. Yeah. So I was like, I can't go through that. I'm already going through this, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely did reconstruction. If I could go to my past, remember my future, I would never do reconstruction. Okay. You know. So um, later on in life, once you've gone through all this and stuff, it was like, I don't know, it was like, are you single now? Are you dating? Or No, I'm happily single. So guys, single? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. She's like happily single. Happily single, happily celibate. Um, um, well, did good it, for you. What I mean was like, so not trying to get personal, but did that affect your... Uh, wanting? Yeah, wanting. Did it affect, uh, it was like, you know, did you, not to be too personal, but it was like when it came to relationships, did that kind of give you pause because, hey, I went through this and I, you didn't want to put it on somebody else? Um, no, I don't think that was, uh, I probably that was a small percentage. Uh, the point of it is I'm past 50. I don't feel like rekindling anything. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like uh, putting all myself into someone Somebody, else. Exactly. I, I am a self-care queen now. Um, I so, like how you said that. Self-care queen. That. I am self a queen. Self-care like, queen. All of a sudden, it's like Maddie, when we let her, her next is like a podcast, she's like, I'm the self-sufficient queen. Yeah, That's a term. It's termed. 
This term. It's going. Trademark. It's going to be on the wall. It's going to be on the wall. It's going to be behind her head. Um, so, no, I don't think it um, steers me away from finding a companion. That's just nowhere near the top of my priority right. pole. Mm-hmm. So... On a day to, what is your day to day life as, because you are an advocate who's like for all these people, is like your voice is like try to give them a voice. What is your day to day life like? I know that when we talked, uh, when you sent me a message, we talked about that you do have a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, people is like tune in. Right. Um, so what is what is your day to day life? like as an advocate? So as an advocate, you know, I was telling Maddie, I did a lot of things last year, a lot of outreaching. I had a breast cancer gala, um, did a lot of outreaching in the community. I gave, a, I had a, um, an event where I invited women to come in and we had doctors that came in and talked about health, not just breast health, but general health too. So what I do on a daily basis is mainly I'm a grandparent. So I do raise my granddaughter, the oldest. I've had her since birth. And so that's my first leg of my life, you know, during the day. After that, I check on my different clients to see where they're at, you know, just mentally check in, you know, just a dot check in. Okay, which appointments do I have going on? What do I need to update on the web page? What do I need to update in my own personal life? You know what I love about you is that it's during Breast Cancer Survivor Month or Mm -hmm. Breast Cancer uh, Awareness Month, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to say all, but there mm-hmm. are a certain percentage of people. That's when they become ninety nine. There's like pro proactive. Ninety nine point nine. But you live it twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days yes. a year. So yes. why they're so celebrating it one month? You're like, hey, I'm already like ten. It's months every into, month for you. Ten months into. Well, you know, we we, we have well, that was our part of our slogan at the breast cancer gala. Breast cancer three sixty five and beyond. You mm-hmm. know, because breast cancer is three sixty five. I tell people I don't want to entertain you in October. I've done it the other 331 days. So if this is when you're only going to recognize it, fine. Plus, I'm on the executive committee with the local ACS in, in, in putting together the breast cancer walk. So that keeps me busy alone. You know, and um, so I very rarely will like to I don't you know, people say, can you speak here? I'm like, nah. Yeah. you know, I tried to outreach at your church. And you didn't want me to come. So, uh, no. uh, People have to deal with something like that every day of the year. It's not just one month. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the sadness is is that it takes a lot for a person to be able to talk about the experience and understand. It's a very personal thing that they're going through. It is. But we have women in our community that are 20 plus year survivors. But they will not advocate. Well, now they'll go to a party in October. I guarantee you that. Yeah. But they will not advocate the other days of the do you year. Think, do you think the reason why they don't advocate because it is more personal, or they're ashamed or embarrassed, or think is like, hey, something was wrong with me? Some, how somebody may perceive them? What What do you think the reason why is? Selfishness. Okay. Because let me tell you why. You're at that party celebrating breast cancer, right? You're announcing that you're a 23 year survivor. So it has nothing to do with secrecy. Okay. People know mm-hmm. that you've had it. You know, it's not a taboo thing, you know, and even when you go to my website, it talks about how the organization... What is your website? I don't mean to interrupt you. What is yeah, you do. Yes, yeah, you do. Yes, I like to interrupt. Yeah, folks, Maddie. <laughs> um, so it. it's sisterssupporting.com, and it's just that simple. And um, the reason I chose that name is because we're all sisters. Okay. Even though my website tells you that our focus group is the black I can't, woman... I can't be your sister. I could be your brother. Yes, definitely. Okay. Because you know why? Because... 
you may have interacted with someone that has had cancer. Actually, so I do know several people who have actually had breast cancer and had double mastectomy. I know it was like, um, I don't want to say their names, mm -hmm. uh, people who had the expanders, the problems mm -hmm. that they had with expanders, yes. and then also the success, the expanders. Um, there's a lot of you know famous movie stars. Is like that is like Christina Applegate. Correct. Uh, there are some people who have that gene, and rather than have the BRCA, to worry about the genes like getting that, they're just going to be proactive. Yeah. with Some of these things. Definitely, when you have that BRCA, and if, if you're young, and you have that BRCA, you have to worry about um, one of the first things the doctors talk to you about is a hysterectomy. Yeah. Can you imagine being 21 and somebody tell you you're BRCA positive? Yeah. You, you, you haven't had any kids. You haven't had any. Either. Right. So you don't know anything about life. That's kind of like, you know, if someone told me that, I'm 22. Mm -hmm. So someone telling me that, you know, it would, I'd be taken aback. It's taken back. But, you know, the thing of it is you can't pass it on to your children. Mm -hmm. it, it, will it happen? We don't know. No. You know, so, you know, that's the thing. I just look at it as that people can. So like I said, the organization, you look at our page, don't think that I only service black women. No. I tell you, uh, my focus group is that because we used to be number three on the totem pole. Now we've risen to number one. Okay. Um, it, and and it is something that cancer is... Cancer has no color. Cancer has no color. They just have statistics. Mm -hmm. And people play off statistics, not me, but bigger organizations because... Uh, that's how they raise money. That's how they raise money. That's how they get the money because... And half the money doesn't go where they say it No, goes. it doesn't. And it's a fight. It's yeah. a fight to get that money because... You have a client, I have. I had two clients going, they were working women, working, working, working. And of course, you get debilitated. You can't work like you used no. to. So you have to put in these grants. But at the same time, if you're working, they want to know how much you're bringing in. Double-edged, double-edged sword. Yes. You so know. How, how do you combat that? Is there, is there a way to combat it? Is there, is there a better system that you think that works better? Well, I think what happens is you have to, once you find out about it, you have to really reach out to someone that's gone through it. Okay. I think when you do that, you're better able to go through the process. Okay. You're better able to prepare them mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. And, you know, with my clients, I have a list of what all they, they can apply for. When they come to me, I'm like, okay, 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 let's make sure you get these apps done. We're going to halfway fill them out. We're not going to date them and not going to sign them. But you have to be an active treatment. Let's say you're finished with chemo, but you're still suffering from neuropathy. I have a client that has a bronchial plexi, and it came from radiation. But she's considered not an active treatment. How many of these women actually go through, start to go through it, and they just give up? They're just like, hey, you know, it's it's God's will. It's whatever's going to happen has happened, and then I don't want to do the paperwork. I don't want to apply for these grants. I don't want to be told no. Is there a certain percentage? It's not easy. It's a fight. It's a fight. Is there an exact percentage? You know, you can't put it on it because so many women are getting cancer every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you out of my clients, none of them. That's good. I don't good. tolerate it. I good. don't tolerate giving up. I tell people cancer equals life. It does not equal death. You know, um, man has been given the knowledge to, to help us. And we have to be accepting of that. You know, and you, how are you going to accept going through chemo? Because when you see chemo pictures of women, what do you see? The woman in a turban and she's looking like she's frail. Yeah. That's not true. Some of these women, they, go, they drive to chemo, they leave chemo, they go back to work. So it doesn't... The picture that's, you know, given by society is not true. No. 
You know, it's it's in your mindset. You know, if your mind wants to do it, you'll do it. If it doesn't, it's how they correlate it visually. Positivity. Um, I know my doctor when I went through when I first started before I had when I went to my general surgeon, he said you're going to survive. He says you came in here giving me all the answers that I was supposed to give to you. He said you're going to survive. You know your faith is going to make you survive. Your positivity is going to make you survive. Being knowledgeable of your situation is going to make you survive. I tell people I had a blessing in the process, though. Um, I was already retired, something I planned at the age of 25. Um, I'm military disabled now, um, and the military takes care of my my medical. Awesome. So probably if I was struggling with copays, because do you know people go to copays at cancer centers, and that's the first thing? Can I get your copay? Same thing going to the doctor. Yeah, it's like first thing before I walk in there, they're like, "Hey, can I have your?" I medical? had a client. I'm yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna pay you. Just yeah. I had a client walking out, and the financial aid. Can we talk about that? Co- uh, your leftover copay from 2020. You know, it's the same. Well, thing. that's exactly it. Though, is people worry about it, and then they don't. You know, they either are scared to get the treatment, mm-hmm. or they don't. Well, it's the same thing in hospital. You walk in, why they're in, why you're in the hospital, why you're still, is like, they're still stitching you up. You have the lady wheels in her thing. It's like, what's your medical is mm-hmm. like doing? I mm-hmm. mean, I was in the hospital yes. for a couple of days for my eye, uh-huh. and there was a woman across the hallway from me, and she had a broken hip. Right. And she's like screaming, totally agony, but agony. But meanwhile, I was like this woman, literally, and it was like no exaggeration. She walks in, why she's screaming and moaning? Hey, it was like so. I'm here to admit, is like what's right. your? I'm I'm sitting there thinking, are you it's kidding? It's crazy, me? Right. and like even it's a um, like I need to make an emergency dentist appointment, mm-hmm. and even that, I'm like, I yeah, I talk. wish I didn't have to. Yeah, Maddie just had a broken filling. Uh, the filling came Ooh, out. Ouch. Yeah, so. it's part of my. Wonderful week. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the know, wonderful just week. Throw a tic tac in there and put some gum over it. <laughs> no, give her some uh, 6800. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> silicone. <laughs> silicone it up. No, no, we're just going to give her a fireball. But I but encourage, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. That paying for that stuff, it's, it's you know, painful. it's tough. It's tough. And so, you know, I encourage the women through the whole process, you know, make sure you have a living will. Make sure you have a, a living trust. You know, this is time for you to actually get business taken care of that you should have taken care of before the illness, you know? So they learn a lot through the process. We learn through each other. Um, and um, it just makes it so much better. We, I, you, you build a family that is not blood. No. And it is the most bonding family ever, you know? And I wrote an article for uh, a company called Tiger Lily. And um, it's a national organization um, for women of color. And I wrote an article for them that just came out and um, one of the things, you know, I tell people is that the most hurtful process through my recovery, through my treatment, was when the caregiver that I thought would be there the most dropped me. Oh. You know, I don't think I'll, I'll forgive, but the trust is hard to get back. No. And so I am also a caregiver guru. You know, I'm like, hey, I know you're angry. Would you like me to help you get a little therapy? You know, they got a free group. I know you're angry, but do you know when you're angry with them, it doesn't help? How how receptive are people to that? They're very receptive because they know I know. They know I know what, how everybody's feeling. So they kind of can trust that versus the doctor. 
versus the nurse because they say, oh, they're the doctor, they're the nurse. Of course they're going to see you know, it's, it's sort of when the doctor comes in for two minutes, blah, 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 blah. Then there's like, hey, the nurse will take care of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute, you didn't answer any of my questions. Right. And I tell, I tell my clients, you know, listen, um, you got to tell the doctor how you feel. You know, I had a client that did not like her doctor from previous experience. And the doctor's like, I don't know what's going on, Ms. Dealers. I said, well, I do, but it's up to her to tell you. Mm-hmm. She's, my client's like, you tell her. I'm like, no, we're not getting into this no. today. You better tell her today because we ain't coming to no more appointments like this. And she's like, I just don't like you. And the doctor was like, why? And she told her why. And she's like, I didn't know I made you feel like that. So a lot of times physicians and people in the medical field don't know what they're doing because they do it so much. Mm -hmm. So they don't realize how they're coming across. Cold and impersonal. Cold and impersonal. You know, not no bedside manner at all. And, oh, I got 700 clients. Well, you knew that when you took the profession. Women are always searching for unique jewelry. So why not get something that's going to stand out? Beadstone and Wireware does just that with their handmade custom jewelry. Whether it's necklaces, earrings, or bracelets, you'll find the perfect complement for every outfit. Visit beanstonewire.com today to browse their jewelry collection. You can also reach designer Linda Kessler at 913-484-2078. Again, that's 913-484-2078. Visit beadstonewire today. Grade who you really are. Have that level of empathy that you should have for your clients, you know, your patients. And so what I do, I love going out in the community. I love outreaching. Um, last year we went to churches and what we do with Natalie Fiesel, um, cause I do have someone that's def- definitely deep into that. And what we do, we go in the community and we outreach and we try to women who are uninsured, who need mammograms, we sign them up to get free mammograms because there's a state program for it. We try to tell them not to do the $30 mammogram program. Don't let anybody pay for your mammogram because you can get it for free. The reason being, if you do those latter two and you come up positive, it's going to be a delay in your medical care because you're going to be responsible for everything from that a screening all the way to pathology. And do, so we want to avoid that. How do people like avoid that pitfall? How do they... Uh find out the information to, that they're eligible for a free mammogram? Well, hopefully their primary care is alerting them that let me connect you with this hospital. Let me connect you here because there is a program. Doctors know that there's a program and women have to know once you turn 40, you need to tell your doctor, I need help. Maddie's a long way from 40. Yeah. I yeah. Time. But you know what? But now I know. But now you never I know. Have, you never know. And like I tell people women. People in the 20s get, it's like breast cancer also. It happens. And I was just about to say that. You still should be checking yours. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, cancer doesn't have an age. She has it doesn't a new boyfriend. Have, he can help. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Definitely. He can do that month daily <laughs> check, <laughs> you know? Daily <laughs> check. Multiple That's, times. Uh, all right. Multiple like, times. Look, Maddie turned red. People <laughs> who are listening to this later, Maddie just turned all <laughs> kinds of red like, yeah, you know. He's like, thanks for the new job. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to watch this and he's like, oh, I got man. you. He's got free perks, he's you know? Yeah. You know so All we, state in these hands. Definitely. So the, the, the primary my care. <laughs> definitely. The primary care, GYN, they should be advocating and, and, and letting women know, don't stress about getting that mammogram. You're 40. 
go see my nurse over there, go see my schedule over there. They have a connection with Advent or Halifax, however the case may be, and we can get you into a program because you have no insurance. But if you have insurance, that's that's part of your women care. So you you got that mammogram coming okay. in. So, but like I said, we get out in the community to reach out to where people are not knowledgeable, like you said. So we come out, we teach them about that. And like I said, I do partner with her and 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 Advent helping with with that. So everything goes back to Advent. That's just I who, love the, I love Advent. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I got in contact with Advent when I first got diagnosed, and um, you know Andrea Roberts was a navigator there, and she's the one that was that helped guide me through. Even though I was not an Advent patient, she guided me through things. And so I, when it was time for my organization and I wanted to do it, I reached out to her and Natalie came in and I said, this is what I want to do. I want to help your patients who you deem need some help and be there for them. Because a navigator's job is a lot. So if you could have someone next to you that's able to say, come on, Time for your appointment. No. And that's me. You know, you can't get them to come in. That's what they Can do. Can you do with that with some of my workers? <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> come on. Go, come on. Time to go to yeah, work. Yeah, you know, you got to, you know, they, they, they want that check. They they'll probably will come in. You no, know? they don't. They don't. They, I, I, I know. Damn, they still don't want the check. They're, they're still lazy. It's and then okay. you fire them. I fire them. Yeah, well, you can't keep keep calling on. You got you to cut the cancer. You have to cut it. You have to cut it. You have to stop it. So, like I said, we do this outreaching and we look for the community to be more welcoming to it because, you know, I think especially in the inner city community, right? You got churches on every corner, right? Yeah. And like you said, they're not going to activate till October to have a 5K walk, this walk or that walk. Do you know Juanita May, the yes. city commissioner? Yes. Like a, I, I think she tries to get some things going. Uh, yeah, she was uh, one of many who... Uh, yeah, she was one of I when I had the breast cancer gala, I went to the city a lot about the breast cancer gala. How many how many so how many events do you guys throw a, a year? I only threw the breast cancer gala because I do outreaches throughout the year. It takes a lot to do an event it, with a new I cannot imagine. It, no, it does take a lot to do an And event, so I, I I funded that gala. Uh I wasn't inclined to like to do that. But I did it because it had already been in motion. And, you know, once you get to a certain point of something in motion, you have to pull it through. Um, and um, I went to the city for help. Um, I thank uh, Danette Henry, um, Paula Reed. Uh, the mayor gave a portion, um, a donation. And so we got donations from those three. But, you know, that gala took probably about seven grand. And so probably between the three commissioners that did donate... That was $750. Definitely. Because every bit helps. It does. Mm -hmm. You know, that paid for entertainment. (laughs) That just paid for my bar tab, $750. uh, (laughs) You know, so it was was a nice, you know, people always say, it's not who's there. You know, don't worry about the numbers. Who's meant to be there was there. Mm -hmm. We had a good time. We danced. We enjoyed ourselves, you know. And so that's that was the main purpose. And people got to listen um, to what was going on. And um, I just look for it. I'm not going to do any events this year. I was telling Maddie. This year, I'm more about networking and getting the organization's name out there, getting more educated. Well, this, hopefully this is a good platform so you could. I hope so, Steve. You know, they, you? Oh, I like they the said way. Big I like Steve. <laughs> 
I like that though. Oh, you like that? Big D, big Steve. Steve in the house. I'm not gonna hear the end of that. But you know, you and I were gonna get together anyway because I told you after the article came out, I definitely wanted to get together and and whether I, however it came, it was gonna happen. And so I look at it as just that. I look at events; they're nice. But the outreaching is the goal, is the better. So more about educating myself and more trying to push more about people knowing about the organizations. And I volunteer a lot. I don't always look for people to do for me. I go and do in the community. I'm always, I do the food drives. So I go to Calvary every time they have a food drive and help with that. I help with the Salvation Army. Um, we have the backpack giveaways coming up. So myself and a couple members, you know, people that um, dedicate themselves to the organization, we go to those things and we help. How many people are in the organization? Last year, we had a total of 13 people in the organization, um, members. This year, I did not do that um, because... Some people weren't very active. And, you know, when you go and do that 990, you have to show activity. And so there's no need of me keeping dead weight. You know, I'd rather someone be a dedicated volunteer than to say they're a member. So how, for the people who are going to listen to this, how can they volunteer? So they can can go on our website, um, sisterssupporting.com, or you can go on Facebook and Instagram, Sisters Supporting Sisters. You'll, you'll see a logo that has like uh, the breast cancer symbol and different shades of hands together okay. in the shape of a heart. So, like your jacket? Yep, like my jacket and the, here. And also like on my the cap. back. And the back of her car. In the back <laughs> of my truck. I yes. knew it was you when you that know car me? pulled up. Oh, I knew it. I wonder why. <laughs> yes. So you, they can go to any of these things. They can contact me at 386-589-1627. Say that again. 386 386- Five eight nine one six two seven. So people take note of that number. Take note of that number. You can text me at that number. You can call me and leave a no, message. No drunk dialing. Please don't. No butt dialing either. No boob dialing either. Uh, Keep well, it out the pocket. <laughs> some, some, somebody's checking their like, thing, making sure that you know that the you know, phone just uh, happened to be in there. Yes, definitely. So but go ahead. My controversial question. Yes. Um, do you ever think that there is going to be a cure for cancer? Want me to? I want to let you answer because I'll tell you my answer. Okay, I'll go first. So I don't think those like big pharma will ever allow it. I don't think big pharma is like because it is a multi-billion-dollar industry. I don't think big pharma will ever allow it to happen. I mean, we could cure so many different things, and I mean, but they're not going to do it. They don't want to lose that money. Big pharma that put them out of business. I mean. They they have the cure for a lot of things. They're not going to let it happen because it's a lot. Big pharma is when they have the lobbyists, when they have is like all the people up in Washington who mm-hmm. have the politicians in their back pocket, and uh, when they're voting on this thing, it'll never never happen. So to answer your question, I one hundred percent agree with Steve. It's never going to happen. The cure can be there. But if you don't have the financial means to buy the cure, you're That's not going to get gonna it. Yep. Elon it's Musk, not going to happen. Do something. Yeah, it's not going to happen to it's not going to happen for me, you or Steve, unless we give our last you know, last kid, last blood, last everything. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're not going to be able to finish it getting it because we ran out. Um and it is about politics. You know, um different organizations organizations, you know, like I was telling you, Steve, uh the black woman is big money now. 
You know, these organizations are creating, these are mega organizations that are big in breast cancer world. They're creating little sub subgroups, you know, programs, grants, just for the black woman. Why? Because they're going to get that money. They profit from, off of it. They profit off of it in their own way. And like Steve says, the ones that probably really need it don't always get it. Mm -hmm. Some of them do. I was just fortunate that I was able to work with the Florida Cancer uh, Foundation um, because they're the specialists, the doctors at, at mm -hmm. Advent. And I was able to work with their foundation last year. They were very beneficial in donating. They were like, sure. Of course, we're going to help you with your gala. So I was very honored with that. Is, are there any names uh, attached to that you'd like to give a shout out and thank you? Um, there's got a lot. There's a, a whole big list, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, Stephanie was really good, and I end up meeting another young lady in D Land when I did Me Strong. We volunteer. I always laugh yeah. when I heard somebody say D Land. It's D Land. They're like, no, it's D Land. The land, the land. You know, land. so all the same thing. It's you know the thing about it is is that. Cancer, you know, it just catches you by the breath, mm -hmm. you know, like and when you hear punch. it, when you hear it, you're like, okay, what do we do? But the thing about it, people can't, it takes a lot of women to get past that sucker punch. And so that's where I come in. But hospitals, even hospitals and navigators in hospital got to understand there are women out there like me. You have to take advantage of them in a good way. Yeah. You have to utilize them to ease your stress because some women won't come in for treatment. Right. I'm that type of person, you pick up the phone and say, hey, we can't get Mary to come in. Oh, you can't? But will Mary call me and talk to me? And so me and Mary may have a couple phone call conversations, which I did with a client. I said, well, guess what? If you just get in your vehicle and drive this way, that's victory. If you make it to the parking lot, that's victory. If you make it inside, that's victory. You signed in, victory. One you small actually, step leads one to one small big step. step. And so step. guess what? The client has finished chemo. The client has finished radiation four months out from completing infusion. And this is a client that has been battling it for two years, you see, who gave up and just didn't want to come back, mm -hmm. you know? And so when you see that, and, you know, they'll say to me, I don't know if I could have did it without you. I don't say that. Yeah. I said, because guess what? I wasn't there every day after a certain amount of time. Guess who did it? You. You did it. You need to go back and look at your pictures. I encourage clients to take pictures. Take, Don't capture every moment. And go back and look where you were to where you are now. And yeah. you will be, feel so much stronger, so much empowered. And that's what I look for is just empowering all women. I don't care who you are. You want my help? I'm going to help you. Did you ever get discouraged going through everything? No. Let me tell you why. The military won't allow it. I had a, I had a mission. The mission was to complete treatment. And I did treatment because I had grandkids. If I didn't have any grandkids, I would have had the double mastectomy and I would have been in Thailand by now. You know, I would have sold my house. Peace, tranquility, the, sh the food. You know, like half clothes. I don't know where it was. How do y'all beach? Here I come. Yes, you know, um, you know, nice some tranquil place of peace and meditation. You know, because I feel, you know, if it's going to be my final days and I don't want to do treatment, I want to be in a place of tranquility and meditation. 
you know. Sounds probably... like Vegas. Vegas no, is the farthest thing if, from no, it's like if I if I knew it was my last days, I'd be at Vegas running all up, bet it all on seven. Playing that crap tape, yeah, huh? Yeah. But you know, so that's you know, for me it's just I I wanna be there for women. And um I want the community to be more receptive. Um and I would like for my community, the in you know, Daytona, the inner city, I want everyone to be more receptive of what we have to give. I want navigators to be more receptive. Whether listen, I'll do clients as far as in Volusia County, period. I don't care if it's east side or west side. I have a client in Fort Myers. We do everything by teletherapy, you know, telemed, you know, mm -hmm. well, FaceTime yeah. and stuff. And but we still communicate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We know what each other's looks like. We're actually we're gonna probably see each other next Saturday at a breast cancer event in Orlando. So, you know, we get to connect, you know, um, we're thinking about going to the Breast Cancer Summit together in October. I'm going to be there because I want to educate myself, yeah. you know. So I just want the community to know that, you know, we're here to help. We're here to save lives. We're here to educate. We're here to do early detection. And we're, we want to do women that are at risk as well. Because, if you know, people have to understand heredity is not the main reason why you got it, you see. You know, you have a cancer gene. I have it. You have it. Whether or not it activates, who yeah, knows? Lays dormant. In your you know, lays body. dormant. You know, the doctor who's there treating you has it, but it hasn't. Mm -hmm. You know what? What makes that happen? Big pharma may know, but they're not going to tell us. And you know, us. you know. But so I want people to be able to say, "Hey, you know what? We got all these women in church. You know, I think Pastor Magala. That's one of the the." The true pastors that I want to really think that really set me off in the community, Pastor Magallo, I approached him about doing the outreach at his church. And I said, well, we won't do it this weekend because it's Mother's Day weekend. He said, that's the best day for you to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but you know, you don't want to take away family time. And mm -hmm. But let me tell you, when Cap we... Captive audience, get them where they're sitting. When we went to Allen Chapel, it was open arms. We, we did outreach after church service. We actually attended church service. So we don't just drive up when yeah. church is over. We're there at church service the week or so before. We're there the day of. And afterwards, we run out and make sure everything's ready, which it is set up. And that day, we signed up over 15 women for mammograms. We had two young ladies that were at risk, and one definitely was BRCA. You see? So... What would have happened if you guys weren't there? Uh, I say that all the time, and I've dropped off flyers at several churches, business cards. Uh, nothing happens, you see. Um, you know, it, you have to be able to advocate. You can have an organization that pays for a mammogram that does, guess what? You didn't really have to. Why don't you save that money and help them pay a bill yeah. and let us come and outreach in your church and use our free services mm -hmm. because not only do they have breast cancer services, you know, the program, Advent has a cervical cancer program. You know, I know something that we talked about earlier was people, a lot of people don't know about free resources mm -hmm. and it's like whisper down the alley with all these things, mm -hmm. you know, they don't right. know in, until they know. They don't know until it hits them. Oh, exactly. Yeah. People don't pay attention. They don't care until it hits home. And you have to dig to you find know, it, stuff it, like that. You know, that. it's one of those things. Um, you have cancer, and people are like, that's so sad, that sucks. But they go about their day. But as soon as it hits them, they're like, I need to know every single thing. Mm -hmm. I need to get involved. 
And so I've always been a big proponent of people getting involved before that it hits you because it could be your mom, it could be your sister, it could be your brother, it could be your granddaughter. Like I've walked in breast cancer walks. Um, You know, I help people. That's just what I do. That's my nature. You know, I've done guardian ad litem work. I've worked in um, parent advocating work in the court system. So I'm about helping people uh, rebuild their village. You know, that's when our slogan is rebirthing our village because we've lost that. You know, where I know Steve, Steve know him. We're one big family. We're coming together to do something together. It doesn't matter who you are. We're a village. And it takes that for people to get through any kind of crisis that's going on. And, you know, Steve may call me one day, hey, remember you said something on the radio about that cancer cervical thing? Yeah. Okay, let me give you the lady's number. You see, so you're able to say, I remember that. Um, That lady was in our church and she talked about that. That lady was in the church and we bring, if we know enough ahead of time and how we do and we plan, we bring someone that comes in that talks about heart health, high blood pressure. We bring somebody that comes in that talks about diabetes, you know, kidney health. So we try to do really what's encompassing who we're coming to outreach for. And we try to bring those people in as well. And everything is free. We don't interrupt again, in your time. Again, let's say that again. Everything is free. Reach free. out. Free. Oh, wow. She's a singer. Too. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Maybe back in middle Sing school. <laughs> Sing it, Aretha. Okay. Listen. But, you know, that's why I, I was very honored and appreciative of you coming out. I was very honored. When you guys get a chance, read the article. Get, a, get you a wait, tissue. Wait, wait. It was like when she said coming out, I'm, there's nothing. I'm not coming out. Okay. <laughs> no. I identify as a male. Of course, he has to say that. <laughs> yes. He has all his testosterone. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, yes. You know, I, I just want to say that survivors that I've encountered, um, you know, they are so bright, joyful. I used to work for uh, a news station, mm-hmm. and I would go to you know, awareness events. Right. And everybody was such, so high hopes, joyful, having the time of their life. Right. Let me tell you, have you ever been to Me Strong, the 5K walk? No. Okay. I did it last year, and I volunteered through the process, and I did it. Where was it located? Uh, it was in... D-Land? D-Land. land land It was there, Me Strong Rotary Club, where... Um, helping with it, Florida cancer specialist. But let me tell you something. When you go to Me Strong, it was the first time in my life I've been somewhere and I didn't feel not one sense of negativity. Oh, wow. No hatred, no malice. Like, well, everybody was there for a common goal. Everybody yeah. was there for a common goal. But and it was still, one hell of a village, it, it sounds like. It was a enormous village. The west side is very, very active in breast cancer. I can tell you that. They're more than the east side. Just It's just factual, you know. East side, west side, you know, so, but it is what it is. We just want everybody to be able to bond together. I want to be able to be out there and help as many women um, as I can. And I look for the future that we w- we will expand to where we have men. You know, that uh, prostate side, because that's very prevalent. Um, and, and still a breast cancer, too, because it does happen. But, you know, I'm starting here. I'm starting small. And it I doesn't just sound like you're starting small. It sounds like you just hit the gate running. Um, yes. And like I tell you, Steve, I, I know it sounds like a beaten horse. It's the military in me. 
um, I wouldn't do Corrupt. anything less. Yeah. And and so you have to sit back and you have to refocus. And I have to understand everything's not about an event. It's not about this. It's about getting the word out there. You know, early detection is key. I tell women all the time, check your breast on a monthly basis. I tell you, I tell them to choose your numerical birth date. So if you're born on the 22nd, on the 22nd of every month, check your breast. Okay. So it gets into a routine habit. And if you feel like something is not right, definitely immediately call your doctor. Don't just brush it off. Oh, it's nothing. It's Don't brush it, off. brush it off. Make sure it's nothing. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's just that time of the month. They're a little swolly. Well, you listen, honey, we're past that. No. You know, that swolly doesn't feel right and it doesn't look right and it's doing some weird things. You need to get on top of it because the earlier you can get on top of it, the better. Um, you be know, proactive. Be proactive, mm -hmm. definitely. And advocate. We don't know how to advocate for ourselves when it comes to our medical health. We don't know how to use it. You know, people have health insurance and never use it. Maybe you know, mine, yeah. you're lucky if you, you, they go once a year you're because lucky if you even have health insurance. That part yeah. too. But th when it comes to this breast cancer, they can have help. The, it can. No, are we going to prevent it all? No, we're not. No, we're not. So I'm going to interject again. Mm -hmm. It was like why you're saying is like they have resources, they have help. It's like say the name of your group again. So name our organization is Sisters Supporting Sisters. Dot com. Inc. Okay. Dot Inc. And we are on Facebook as that, and you'll see uh, our logo on Facebook as well. Sisters Supporting Sisters Inc. You put it in, it pops up. You'll you know of course there may be there's others that are named that across the world, mm -hmm. but if you go and you open it up, you'll see Daytona Beach, and it's us. It's an open group. Um, and we're so there. So they might be able to connect with you. Definitely. I, I, listen, I'm, am, I'm open to working with anyone, but you have to be proactive. Yeah. If you only activate in October, I'm being honest, please don't call me. Okay. Because guess what? Yeah, I could save a lot of lives in October, but I want to save them the other 331 days of the year. I'm looking at the clock right now, and so we had about seven minutes. So we're going to uh, switch this up just a little uh, bit. So you see, you seem like a kind of a firecracker over there. So what do you what do you do? Oh, in she your, is. Oh yeah. So what do you do in your free time? What do you what, how do you raise the roof? I don't raise the roof. <laughs> <laughs> She's like I'm ready. Listen, I'm She's turning got kids, grandkids. Listen, oh girl, honey, them they kids, not my kids. <laughs> no, She's like, Listen, no. I don't raise the roof. Uh, I'm I'm turning fifty three. That's not um, old. No, it's not old. It's not old. Still a lot of years. I still have a lot of years, but listen, I love sleep. That's why I look good. You see what I'm saying? You know, I don't remember that next time I go to I take love a nap. So, yeah. Sleep so is I a regenerator. No, so here's the thing. Everybody knows me who who knows me. Mm -hmm. uh, I sleep four hours a night and I'm good. Yes, that is true. The military has put me where I can survive I, on four I, I, hours. I, I survive perfectly on four you hours. You can survive. I, that's how I was trained to survive on four hours. But for, okay, so is hitting it about the surviving, room, though? Um, I, think, I feel like I'm missing something if I'm I sleeping. think as you become more seasoned, I don't like the OLD word, as you become more seasoned, you have to add hours to that. And you have to really... I like that. As I, as I become more seasoned, seasoned yes. I'm going to need to sleep five hours now. Yes. You need to add five, add another one onto it, or maybe a nap, you know, a quick I power nap. Well, I can't do power naps. You can't? If I take a nap, I am groggy the whole day. 
Oh wow, it depends like, yeah. for me. Sometimes like, I can wake up motivated, I, I, other times no. I take a nap and I wake up. I might as well just yeah. Um, I can't do that. So my passion and what what makes me move, like you were saying, um, passionate in what I'm doing. Okay. Actually, going to events that deal with breast so cancer. So that's that's kind of your hobby, also. That's kind of I mean, my what hobby, what also. For, what do you do for? I mean, so that's fun for you, obviously. I mean, every now and then, I may go with a girlfriend to brunch. You know, we do the Sunday brunch at the Daytona um, Grind. You know, so you the Grind in Daytona, and uh, it's like uh, Ormond. Ormond. The Grind in Ormond, or we'll go right over here. You know, the Daytona Hotel right across Seabreeze. Yeah. Excellent brunch. Saturday I might have and Sunday. I like to eat. Saturdays and Sundays. Okay, so I love the one grind. of Saturday Sunday, I love might it. see you there. I'll be like, yes, hey. definitely. Like we can one, meet up. I like the one Kevin Wakefield owns up in the Ormond. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they have the grind, the Kona Tiki yes, bar. Yes, it does. And, um, I I really smashed it real good one birthday year. Oh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like the mimosas down. were like flowing down. They just kept coming. They kept coming. I didn't mind paying for it. I love that place. It's 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 awesome. Um, so, you know, for fun, that's what I do. Occasionally I'll go out with a friend girl or a group of us and we'll have dinner or something of that nature. Um, I love breakfast, so I'm a mom and pop girl. I, I, I don't eat breakfast. Uh, I love breakfast. Oh my it's goodness. And I'm a mom and pop it's rare girl. If I do. See, I like going to mom and pop places, you know, uh, like Heifers, the- Rossi's, Gina's. Those are the places I like going to, you know, so contribute in the community. Buy local, stay local. Exactly. And, okay. and people know I love to eat, so I. I, I What's your favorite food? Uh, breakfast for which which meal? I mean, she just said in general. Which meal? She's yeah, like, I got a favorite for each one. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. Mine is meat and steak. Steak meat as, as uh, much meat. Steak's yes. my favorite. I went Listen. today to I went today to Cinnamon Tree. Cody Kling. It was, mm-hmm. it was like, thank you for the meal, by the way. Love Cody. the pancakes there. Uh, um, so. I always get the the potato bowl with every single meat thrown in there. Today, wow. I mean, so my bowl is like a huge bowl. So you had a meat lover's bowl. Oh yeah, it's it's literally. I got to go there now. See, I've got to go there now. Cody, Cody you is know? like everybody go to Cinnamon Tree. So Cinnamon Tree, I got it. I love the pancakes there. So now I have to experience the meat bowl. Uh, steak. Medium rare, right? Don't don't sell to. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody, yes. nobody wow. should ever eat steak. It's like medium. It's well, a waste medium. of money. It is. It's like that. It's a waste why of money. Why choose on? I mean, I go to long, what is it? Go to Longhorn. I need the Outback. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I, need, yeah. I, need, I need that 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 ounce. Yeah. So you know? we got about three minutes. Okay. Um, give a shout out to like uh, some people. So I want to give a shout out um, to, I say my my right hand um, when it came to my life and you know what I do for myself and when I was going through this treatment to Paris Bryant, you know, she's a supervisor at DCF and, but actually she's the age of my child, but we, we connected through work prior to me even having cancer and we became best friends Mm -hmm. and she became that caregiver. Um, I want to give a shout out to um, Bridget Spearman. She was a home health aide that the VA sent to me. Um, It was the first time and the most humblest time in my life when someone had to bathe me, you see. Um, and you know, it's just so many people, Natalie Fiesel, I mean, she's a navigator, uh, nursing imaging navigator at Advent Health, but she's like my rock. Okay. Everybody needs that. She's my rock. If I'm in doubt, I have questions. She has the answers for me, you know, and she supports what I'm doing. She's like, when are we going out? When are we outreaching? I want to work. I want to do something. 
And I'm like, okay, now I'll find something. Uh, what a, what a organizations would you like to give a shout out to? Um, I would like to give a shout out to Tiger Lily um, because they gave me the opportunity to share my story. Um, I had to do it in 1,900 words, but I didn't count that article, but I'm pretty sure it was more than 1,900 words. Okay. Um, that was very emotional for me when I actually read it. And uh, I like to give a shout out to Sisters Network because they focus a lot on triple negative breast cancer. Um, they're based out of Houston, but they have an affiliate in Orlando, and I appreciate that. I want to give a shout out, like I said again, to Allen Chapel because they gave me my first experience of outreaching. And they were very welcoming. They're always welcoming when I want to do something. And Pastor McGullah, he's like, I can sure. see you getting worked up about it. A little, yeah, little emotional it, about yeah. that. That's it is, is because... It's emotional. I think it's emotional because I don't have a lot. Yeah. To, 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 I don't have a list. But the people that... But the people do. that did, they created a village with me. And I know I can reach out to them and get a response and get, get some action. So I, I, I'm very thankful for that. And I just tell everyone, I don't care where you live, from Edgewater all the way to Ormond Beach, wherever you live in this world, you have to advocate for your health care. I don't care if you don't have a, a disease. That's a strong message. That's what you need. You have to advocate. You have to tell that doctor to stop. I don't understand. This is hurting me. And when they don't listen, change doctors. You have that right. Change doctors. If you don't have health insurance, you go to your local hospital and you ask a social worker, someone to help you. You, you know, and if you're a veteran, you definitely need to be in your clinic, getting registered, getting the help, because the help is there. Uh, the VA has not turned down anything that I have asked for on my journey. Awesome. And so I appreciate that. Um, well, biggest shout out, I got to give it out to Big M, Maddie over here. Mad and Dog Maddie. Mad Dog oh Maddie. <laughs> and uh, we had a good talk prior to you coming. We did. But definitely, Steve, I have to give it out to you how you're giving yeah. many people the opportunity to have a voice where we don't have a voice. Well, thanks. And I so appreciate I appreciate that. And um, I say, listen, if one person calls me, I've, I've been successful. It's, it's a victory. A victory. And I appreciate everything that you do for the community because you do a lot, too, outside of this. Eh. I know. Mm. I say the same thing when they mm. tell me, oh, it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't for you. Eh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know. But on that note, I'm going to say thank you. Thank uh, you. Like, so thank you, Sophia Dallas, uh, for coming today and like blessing us with his, like some great knowledge. And I hope somebody out there who is actually going to take heed, take some of this to heart, reach out for those resources when they're definitely hard. Um, obviously is like Maddie, Mad Dog. Um, so before Maddie has the final word, we'll close out the show. I'd like to say uh, our food pantries are going, getting more and more stressed. If you have extra food, is like can get, donate to is like a local food group. Uh, donate is like some of your neighbors may not look like they need help, but there's times that are rough right now. So if you have any food is like thing, pay it forward, help in the community, do as much as you can. You don't have to put your name. You could do it anonymous, anonymously, but uh, take care of his like uh, pets, and uh, that's what I got. And Monday, Calvary's having a food drive. 
So if anybody has any extra canned goods or any like uh, food that you would like to... No, they're giving out food. Oh, they're giving out? They're can giving they, out can food. Can the people donate food also to their... I, they have people who do drop stuff off. Okay, awesome. They do have people who do, do drop stuff. Second Harvest mostly Second is, their, Harvest benef- is awesome. that's their benefactor. That's who uh, donates everything. Yep. But they will be having a, um, a food giveaway drive. And they do it once a month. So always look at the Dream Center. They have it posted. Awesome. Maddie, want to go ahead and close off the show? Yeah, I mean, I say it now, and I say it every time we end this. Get involved. Um, Thanks for everyone for watching. Thanks. Thank you. And until next time.